Yeah, here. We're fine. sales cow like this is like straight up just adverts yeah i when i looked in there i noticed that too there's a lot of articles in there it's just a lot of like full page ads for one thing that's like the whole whole thing is actually does it specify that it's the christmas thing winter 2021 they do like interviews and like you like within like product placement I i don't see any interviews no, sometimes they have like. It's all like straight up one page or double page per product. What a waste of fucking paper. Let's get a Simmons drum. Waste of paper. $1,200. These things are so weird. What are they? Electronic drum set. Oh, oh. Oh, that's interesting. Very. So Alex Van Halen used to record 1984. Oh. I didn't know that. So that you, he set acoustic drum samples onto each pad. So it's his own drum sounds. But what he actually tracked with was the uh, electric because it was the first album that they recorded at 5150. Gotcha. And like the drum room was like half the size of this sound porch. So they had to... They just didn't have even room for like his super deep bass drums and stuff. Yeah, because those toms. So they used, a, they used a real snare and then everything else was Sim- Simmons drums. Real right snare though. Real snare. Real snare. Gotta have a real snare. You really do. It's the only thing that the electronic things you can't. Luke, you know you're you're uh too much touch. Yeah, it's just there's too much finesse guy. in like a normal thing. Yeah, and snared. Welcome to get in the garage. <laughs> you are a snare guy. Welcome to get in the garage. Can we get a whistle blow? I'm your host, Mike, here with host Luke and Jeffrey. Hey, hey. Good morning. Happy Sunday. It's a beautiful autumn day. It is. We got rocked by a crazy storm last night. We did. Lost yeah, power rocked, for a hot minute. Yeah, we, we got rocked, bro. Dude, it was hailing. Was it? It was. At least it wasn't day. Hail though. Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> I I didn't get hail where I am. No. No. And I didn't lose power. No, uh, me either. No. We lost power. I was at work, but Jay texted me and told me that we lost. We only lost power for maybe like four hours or something. Oh, okay. EverSource texted me. Yep. I know Westerly, as far as I know, is still out of power. Really? But they're also right near the. Down by the beach. <laughs> by, by, by the beach. Um, Down by yeah, the I don't know. boardwalk. That's true. Yeah, or Down the river. The anyway, sea. we're gathered here anyway, today. Yes, we are, we are gathered here today. On the Sabbath. On the Shabbat to honor. Honor new music. Honor new music. We each picked an album. Yeah. Uh, records that came out within, would you say, what, the last week two or two? Weeks, yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about them today. Wow! Wow! Can we choke your thing up more so that you're? Am I am I not loud enough? Oh, am I? It's because he's got the Trojan I on get... top. I had we had to do it. It I was a, we had to. Luke oh, has no. no. How about this? Is no, this? No, no, no! Don't raw dog this it. Here, just take this one. I'll, I'll... Why? I'm, I, I feel like do. I'm fine. Guys. Kids use protection. I feel like I'm fine right now. I don't know. I... I'm nervous. Okay. You, have, feel... you please be conscious of your microphone etiquette. I feel beautiful. <laughs> don't grab onto it like a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> a train, a, a, a coal shoveler. 
<laughs> so anyway, let's get started, shall we? Let's get yeah. in the garage. Some music podcast. Luke, why don't you start us off with your selection of the week? Why do we got to start off with mine? Okay, I don't know. I was, just, I was going random. All right. Also, we'll you, you're you the train whistler, so right. I don't know. Too I can my... go first. You want me to go first? I can go first. Oh, yeah, let's go. I want you to go first. All right, let's get it out of the way. <laughs> you never know. No, I, hope you guys like are, I hope you guys aren't busy for the next hour and a half because <laughs> we're about to go deep. Let's talk about it. I, I want to start with this one. <sighs> All right. Well, for my selection... I chose the new Mastodon album titled Hushed and Grim. Mm. It came out, let me get a date. Well, it only says the on Spotify. It came out a week ago. It came out a week ago. Um, I would like to say something about this record. Go. I'd like to go on record <laughs> by saying that, like, number one, mm. I like Mastodon. Me too. I've always loved Mastodon. Me too. I think they're fantastic. Uh, and after listening to this album front to back, I almost instantly regretted choosing this album. <laughs> why? And I'll tell you why. Not because I don't like the album. That's not yeah. why. It's not why. Yeah. It's because it's an hour and a half long, basically. Hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's a double album. And it's 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 yeah. it's a tall order to get through, you know? And and when you have like sort of like what we do, which is like the three albums to listen to mm-hmm. to throw in a a big old bloated record like this you know it can be challenging for mainly luke <laughs> so whoa, 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 whoa. he said listen to <laughs> shots it shots fired yeah. i mean in the way that it's did like any, i found your kryptonite did luke's any, kryptonite did any of any you, record over 45 minutes did luke's any of kryptonite. you also yeah. sit through this two times in full sittings i i've listened yes. to it three times in full sittings yes. damn but wow. i i mastodon mastodon is the only metal band out currently that i listen to their album the day it drops yeah, I'm not into metal music in that way where I listen to really any other metal bands. So Mastodon, they dropped it. I listened to it on Friday. I listened to it two days later. I listened to it Yeah. Uh, last night. Yeah, last night. Yeah, when it first came out, I listened to the first couple songs. And, and then I when this came up, this I was morning. like, oh, well, we'll go through it again. Like, I'll, I'll actually finish listening to it. It's a good reason to have to finish mm-hmm. it. And I didn't, I really didn't realize that it was that long. I genuinely did not. I didn't look at the running time. Oh, I, I just was did. just like, I just had it and took a look at it. And you then said, after suggesting it, then Luke was like, hour and a half, man. And I was like, I didn't realize. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's just, you know, for me, it's like, uh, I'm not an active metal listener yeah. at all. So for me to like really hunk, like, I don't mind listening to metal now and then, but I'm like, oh, an hour and a half of metal. All right. Like, I got to get in a mindset. Yeah, yeah right. Like, I, I think that's the thing I liked about it was the fact that it's kind of like all like, you know, you see this, especially with, say, what you would consider like the prog rock or mm-hmm. prog metal sort of people who are like still doing it and doing it really well. The album's generally are sort of like it feels like what you could call like a time investment Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not really albums that you just like kind of put on when you're just putting around i mean you could obviously like people do that with Mm -hmm. with but i think you kind of get into the you know you have to get into the whole thing yeah you said bloated i don't see as bloated it's just long it's see i felt i felt it was bloated yeah yeah because while this is as a non-Mastodon fan. Yeah. Just a dude that listened to an album. Yeah. Um, the first, like, four, three songs on the record were, like, really strong, mm-hmm. memorable. I was listening. By the time you get to, like, the tenth song on the record, it sounded like the fourth song on the record. 
Then, yeah, that's Mastodon though. Yeah, yeah, but but that's but like yeah. that's an issue. That that's bloat though. But, if you have a song that already sounds like that on a I'm like it was just by the time I got further down, I was yeah. like, this kind of sounds is sounds like derivative of what came before it, and I'm like ready for something different, a harsh edge, like um, a turnaround in the album where you have like maybe like a slow song or something completely different, a change up. Um, and as someone a vinyl guy again, yeah. um, like back in the day, prog bands like you were saying, like this is a prog metal album. So mm-hmm. back in the day, prog bands were really um, confined by the album itself because right. it's only a certain amount of time you could fit on something. So like say like um, uh, yes is I think it's self titled album the green one, that's got three songs on it, and for me they're all long yeah. pieces but they're more constructed because they had to fit on a one side of uh you know one album yeah so for me this album would have been cooler if it was six songs that were twenty minutes long and then do you, you get what I'm saying yeah right so right, it was right. like like more, the Pink Floyd approach that that's <sighs> where. It, but see, that's where I'm at on it, though, because if you're say if you're a band and you're a Mastodon and if you made all the albums already, you got to switch something up because like at this point, I felt like it was kind of just like yeah, verse, chorus, verse, guitar solo, proggy nonsense. I'll say my favorite parts. <laughs> my favorite parts were really like when you get about three quarters of the way into every single song, and in comes the. I think there's a guitar solo on one of the tracks too. Get but like the guitar. The guitar playing is masterful, and that was something that we were talking about earlier, which is, you know, our approaches to music, and uh, I, I feel as though I definitely, I, I guess maybe as being, like, playing in orchestra at such a young age during sort of, like, the forming of my musical knowledge and taste, uh, my go-to in terms of, like, analyzing music is almost always music before lyrics, yeah, lyrics come secondary for me, but yeah. like I have to. Oh, but let me rephrase that. Especially, especially when it comes to a band that has established themselves as sort of like these prog metal guys. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you look at an album of theirs like Crack the Sky. I think that came out in 2009, maybe yeah. six or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, that only has that has a running time of 50 minutes, and it's such a fucking amazing record like it's so good and it's that's one where i think that like they took the ideas and they boiled them down and they reduced them into something that was just like dense and just amazing where this one although i am a fan of long form songs this one it's just yeah i I found the same thing with luke where i was like i'm on song seven or eight and i'm just like what song like this sounds like it sounds like I've been listening to kind of like the same thing being played over and over again for an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. You I mean, know, but and that's, not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's how I feel about their 50 minute albums though. That's like their style. They do yeah. so many of these, like how Luke said, it seems like they're kind of like replaying different themes or like kind of in the same zone. They do so many of those concept album type of things and like a large work and like yeah. things kind of reflect on other songs that came before it. Um, this album was made this is the longest break in between albums. It was only four years, but they usually were putting out every two or three years. The COVID pandemic lockdowns, right. like every band is in the studio for way more time. They're not touring, so they had so much more material to work with. Um this is the first album where they worked with David Bottrill doing the production and the mixing. And David Bottrill um most notably did the tool anima and lateralis albums Mm -hmm. which are which is tool coming from a like 
tight, cons- tighter, concise, more concise type of thing into stretching out a little proggy or a little bit right. more. Because, um, I mean, this this album, I enjoy the fact that the average time of each track is about six minutes. Yeah. There's some four and a half, there's some seven and a half, but on average, they're about six minutes long each. And I'm not really, I'm not down personally with those 20 minute Pink Floyd type things because I appreciate them for what they are, but also I don't want to be like, oh, well, the, the coolest two and a half minutes of the song is at minute 13 of track two. It's like, well, then I got to like zip through and like I, fast forward through tracks. And I hear stuff. that. I fucking hate that. And stuff. I hear that. You know why I hear that? Because I'm also a between the buried me fam. Oh yeah. And, and that's a between like, because between the buried me like, does oh, that. I love the bridge it's... and breakdown. And then the coda of this song It's like, yeah, hey, well I got to fast forward through right. 14 minutes of something else. And... No, no, I hear that. I hear that both yeah. arguments. It's just for me. The other side of it is whenever I hear a guitar solo, like really kicking in, mm-hmm. And you look down at your phone, and you know it's at the four minute to thirty second mark to the five minute to mark. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it starts to get like that, though, that's mm-hmm. where I'm like, eh, I just want like switch up. Switch yeah, up. I didn't feel like it was. I I felt like it was more varied and more um, less predictable. Yeah, I don't know, but that's come to coming from somebody that doesn't really yeah. listen to metal like um actively. Like like I was saying too earlier, it's like it's it's a bit out there when you don't have. Um, like there's not a metal band that's like switched it up so much. Like we grew, went up, like we've talked about in the show, like new metal and we saw like the birth of new metal. And then like, we heard of like thrash metal when that had come around and like people were really like moved by that. Um, and we also lived through like the new, the, the American, the new wave of American, uh, heavy metal like that had happened when we were younger, but now it's kind of like nothing's really shook off to make it like. To change the this is the band change it sonically. They still have their a foot in the like sludgy stoner yeah nineties right because they also stuff. do that like super low down tune guitars into like big humongous like vintage amps or like right. orange amplifiers where it's that it's you know heavy fuzz use heavy like it's, that it's 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 very kind of fuzz driven un- metal rather than super distorted but yeah I mean distorted too but. Yeah, it's just like uncharted territory for uh, like a metal band to be around that long and to keep having to make albums that are uh, different yeah. and relevant. And it's kind of like the um, same kind of issues, like I guess probably that we were talking about with the My Morning Jacket record a couple weeks ago, where it's um, you have this band that's so known and it's uh, you got a lot of um, less sticky stuff around it, you know? Yeah, I, I I think like the My Morning Jacket was like we made an album. This I think is pushing stronger into what they've been what mastodon has been doing over the last like six seven years which is relying more on that triple vocal style because now braun the drummer so the three vocalists braun does a lot of the clean he does the clean like the prettier sounding vocals troy does the like shouted spooky vocals and then brett does brent does the like ozzy kind of like creepy yeah. type of stuff um and Braun at Troy used to be like Troy is the lead singer, and now it's kind of like Braun and Troy do all the lead stuff. And Brent wasn't really on much of this album vocally, um, for whatever reason. I think because he he has a very specific flavor of his voice. Um, but I like that they've gotten away from the like crazy time shifting and stuff they're still proggy but proggy in that classic 70s sense of like letting the shit breathe and not just like 
notes, 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 hammer, 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 hammer. It's more like atmospheric and stuff. Yeah, um, that is something I liked about this record is the songs were um, like as somebody that doesn't listen to metal, like I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is it wasn't swinging me like to opposite <laughs> yeah. ends of just like, yeah. da, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. it wasn't intense. It was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I think a lot of like average if you were like an average pop fan and you went to go like a rock concert and you saw this band, it'd blow your mind and you have a great time. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Um, and a lot of these songs were like um, very melodic, had oh, good yeah. choruses. Um, um, and then, you know, for me though, my other, I like, I really did like this record. It wasn't bad. It was just long. Like if yeah. I had to say like my things against it, it was long. And um, the other thing I didn't really like were like some of the lyrics got a little like uh, corny for me. So like, that's my two things. But other than that, I think this record was to my detriment. Yes. Uh, Luke's least favorite. My I'll least say favorite this. lyric. Um, there's also like um, lyrics about pills to swallow. So like, kind of like not yeah. the most creative lyrics I've ever heard. Um, give me more like orcs bleeding out of their eyes and like a witch who like is serpents like, with arms. And yeah, stuff like that. I just yeah. want to yeah like <laughs> sing about like a well, serpent with like thirty snake snake arms. I just like to my detriment. Like, what does that mean? It's yeah. just kind of like you're singing it over and over again. The thing I like is like, but this is also a band that delivered a ba- uh, uh, a record like Leviathan, which the entire album is kind of focused on the story of Moby Dick or even Crack the Sky. I think there's like some sort of historical like Russian czar style references and stuff too. So they kind of like took, they, they have this sort of quality, like this Iron Maiden quality about them in their sort of like way of storytelling. And I think maybe that's why the lyrically it was more of an upset after I kind of like looked into the lyrics for me, but did you feel the kind of same way? And yeah, in a way, but I will say this, I want to, I, you know, give credit where credit's due. This is a major sort of thumbs up for me, just in terms of my opinion for Mastodon, but good on them for at the very least never compromising their music or their style to sort of cash in on the mainstream like so many of the other bands that kind of came out around the same time did because a lot of the metal bands that came out say in the mid 2000s early 2000s eventually turned into straight up dad metal bands do you know what i'm saying like pretty much all of them you look at the triviums and you look at the you know it's like five finger death punch and like these sorts of bands I don't I don't feel that Mastodon ever really or I should say I don't think that their focus ever seemed to really be on sort of this kind of like arena filling. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. They still feel they still feel genuine in that way and they definitely feel like I know it might seem strange, but it's like it's a wor- it's a it's a working man's metal band. Mastodon has that vibe about them. They're not this sort of just kind of like they covered a bad company song and now they're fucking multimillionaires. You know what I mean? It's like they worked their asses off and they're like true to that. And that's that I appreciate that about Mastodon as a band, you know? Also on this album was all original members, which was crazy. And um, the other thing that I thought was really, really, um, oh man, I just lost what I was going to say, like mm. what you were saying. Um, but yeah, all original members and um, like I got the, thing that they were still going for artistically it didn't sound like they had given up at, by any means there was a lot no. of cool drum yeah. fills and guitar stuff and they were really going for it so and they're right yeah. at that time especially in modern metal bands where it's like do you veer one way or the other or do you just continue to naturally evolve because they're all between 45 and 50 now so it's kind of like they could just for the next 10 years just play the stuff they've been playing but 
I think that they have been, they're motivated by things such as like deaths of family members, illnesses of family members. Um, so, so some like major deep life perspective type, type stuff. I know that their longtime manager who had managed the band since the founding of the band died of mm. cancer uh, a year and a half, two years ago. So a lot of the themes in this album about, so a lot of those like feeling and emotional things are rooted in those type of concepts. And uh, yeah, I love Mastodon there. They're, know. they're up there. Like, like I said, top they're, five. The, they're the only current metal band I really listen to. I you, listen to Baroness every now and then, but Mastodon's really the only one. And but, as far as being, as somebody also that doesn't sit through metal and sat through a hour and a half metal album, like that's yeah. also something to be said for this record. Like, like, yeah. you, like you they're said. Black Sa- yeah. They're Black Sabbath and Rainbow and Deep Purple. Right, and right. All those type of metal, you know, like they're not rah, 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 like yeah, it's right. Melodic, it's atmospheric, it's moody, it's and yeah. and has killer guitar solos. I wanted to say real quick, and then we'll move on to the next record. I've ta- another band I've talked about before. I, you had me thinking in that way, where you're like, where you know, is there a band that's really like sort of disrupted the way their style and anything? Uh, another prog metal band, like I said, I've talked about them on the pod before. Opeth is probably the only band that I can think of that completely changed their style, like almost a hundred percent changed their style because they went from early sort of Swedish black metal influenced kind of metal and then evolved into sort of like this almost like super radio friendly sort of prog metal and then completely abandoned all the scream vocals and all the heavy, heavy, heavy started guitars and then released an album called Heritage, which is super mellow but also very sinister and evil sounding and stuff but you know i'm getting off track here but i uh, just thought about that where uh, oh well uh, i'm getting bring der- it back what do you bring it to i'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting derailed well no that well Mike because saying luke that had said that metal, he, metal bands could change metal bands can change but what what yeah. you but i'm just speaking to yeah, what like, you had what, said what, earlier where like is what is band the... is there that does that and that is yeah, the yeah. only band that i could think of since we're talking i never get to talk about metal guys let me talk about oh metal well i was gonna say to end this um give <laughs> you, you know, know i what... never talk about it i love it so much i was gonna say give us give us more metal stuff to listen to because like i'm i'm into i'm into yeah. like trying it out if it's you know what i mean try it out try all it. right i saw a great metal maybe show next the week other day. i saw some bls you yeah, know, you went to go see Black Label Society. <laughs> oh yeah, my that's my boy Zach. The gorilla. It's my boy Zach. Did you tell him he said hi? <laughs> He's more of a Yeti, really, but he went he wandered over to the piano to play a couple piano songs. I wanted to yell, Piano Man. But then I'm thinking, ah, it's probably not the right crowd. I'm down with more metal stuff. I yeah. Yeah, I, I saw oh, that shit of various. I saw Black Label. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, uh, I'm not <laughs> your stepping stone. Yeah. Yeah, but that's so like how Mike said about Opeth. Like, I like metal music where I don't mind some screaming and some shouting stuff, but I'm a melody guy. I need some singing. I need some kind of something to yeah. catch me. You know. Yeah. So, what well, uh, if let's say. Out of a out of a five star rating, what would you give this album? Oh, oh can we go out of ten? Can we go out of ten? Let's 10? go out of ten. I'm gonna Pitch, Mr. Ten. Pitchfork. Thank Let's you. I'm gonna out of ten. <laughs> He's gotta have All it. Right. Go. All right, what are you going with then? Okay. Uh for me it's just uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go six. I think it's a six. Okay. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it with an eight point three. Okay. Oh, very pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a solid eight. Yeah, I believe Pitchfork gave it a five point five. They did give it a five point uh, five. I read it. <laughs> I read yeah, it. Yeah, but Pitchfork was also they didn't like it. That was like a very snarky review about like 
man, these guys just stoner rock. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck you. How about that? They got a, they had a good uh, Rolling Stone review, though. It was singing its it was singing the album praises. Yeah, Rolling I Stones, mean, uh, Rolling you know, Stone, man, music's really music. Like music criticism is what it is. It's kind of what I mean, it's the, what we're doing. What, right right I know that's what I mean. So it's all subjective. It's all personal taste, and it's like, yeah, man. If you don't like metal, you're probably not gonna like an hour and a half of it. Like, yeah, that's no. the way it is. One thing I think they were good in saying was uh, just the fact that it was a quote this pitchfork uh, like unoffensive album. Yes. So I guess that's a good thing. That's no, how. That's a that's that, a shitty. That's, that's also that's how. A, that's a non compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Unoffensive. That's terrible. That's also how I reviewed. Especially like, metal form. band. Yeah. That's them middle fingering a metal band. Yeah. Oh, it was unoffensive. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I reviewed a lot of albums on this podcast. Yeah. It didn't offend me. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. So well, let's we'll save. To, let's go to Luke's choice. All right. So um. Uh, the the wheels are greased up. Let's bring out uh, to my detriment. <laughs> to Michael's detriment. Here we go. Um, oh for, yeah, tell me about oh, it. No. It was so, a week of punishment. I chose um uh the new album by uh the group Snail Mail. Um the album is entitled Valentine. Um Snail Mail is a band formed by uh Lindsay Jordan. Um she's a Is it a band? It's well, this is kind of what I'm gonna get into okay, here. Okay. It's not really a band. It's more of um Lindsay Jordan's uh solo project that she kind of um you know, creates in a band because I guess it's um it's mostly guitar based music. She's kind so of like So she tours with a group and yes. stuff. Yeah. Um but I don't think the group is um, you know stable. Yes. Yeah. Um so this is her sophomore album as Snail Mail, um, and I really like 2018's Lush. Uh Jeff suggested it to me. Um, and then, like, I, a year later, I bought it and loved it, fell in love with it. Um, so, anyway, I was kind of – sophomore albums are really, really tough, and uh, I dived into this one. This is a quintus, or a classic breakup album. Um, love and Heartbreak are the uh, kind of uh, theme on every song here, obviously the title track, Valentine. Um, what I liked about this record um, – mostly was i feel like lyrically it's incredibly strong and it throws a lot of different um types of sad at you uh, so that is no hear me out my favorite hear me out hear me out hear me out so if we're if you're going for a a breakup album right um there is a kind of a lot of tones to that it could be alanis morissette and like um angry and that kind of thing right um where this album um is kind of like more it has moments of like um, melancholy. It's got really, really sad. It's got um, dancey kind of stuff um, that's like, you know, I'm still in love. It's also got like um, at least one like straight up love song on here with kind of no, um, no bad feeling. Um, so, yeah. And uh, another thing I really liked about it was I 31 minute album so yeah. that was also pretty cool and it fit really tight in there it went by it went by really fast yeah, it when I, goes to it. By, I was like wait it's that oh that's the last song it's over so um yeah uh some of the things i liked about it compared to her first album is um like a song track five uh forever sailing it's definitely more of like a synth pop affair mm-hmm. as uh her first album was definitely all the guitar thing um another song on year ben franklin um was very like um danceable and poppy in like a bummery kind of way um 
and that's really what I liked about it from being the switch up from like a just straight up guitar record. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I like this one. Um, I I liked the '80s style sounds, the chorused guitars and the synths and the programmed or electronic drums. Um, that song "Sailing" that was my favorite song on the. Oh, it's is my favorite song on the too tra- on the album. Um, I would say in a, looking at it on a critical thing, it was like not not quite enough pop like I wanted, and not also not quite enough rock. Okay, it was like right in between the two, but it never really fully committed either way hard enough. Except like that song "Sailing" went harder on the pop stuff so that's why i like it liked it because it didn't feel like it was uh walking that line um i liked i liked this album but it's also one of those things like listening even though it's only 31 32 minutes long it was all like emotional bared like bruised and all that stuff and uh yeah, it's, see, tough, it's tough. It's tough listen, listening to that when it's dark at five p.m. Oh, it's tough, it was that. tough listening to it today at seven fifteen in the morning. Oh god! Yeah, so <laughs> what a way to start the day. <laughs> Let's start the day and go back to bed. So, like, yeah, <laughs> played the album, cried, I cried on my floor for an hour, and then came over. Yeah, so like you saying that though, like yeah. again, like I think that's one of the strengths of this album is it's so the lyric lyrically it's so emotionally like you said bruised, and it's got that like kind of flavor where where she's singing and she kind of knows like everything she's saying may not be like the most right thing or like you may not be like you know um yeah it's like you're not like being um you might not be like telling the truth so much or whatever or you're telling the truth so much that it's so vulnerable mm-hmm. like for me I, I couldn't imagine singing or writing these songs because you're giving your so much of yourself out there for people to hear yeah I'm, i like you guys talked about mike said about lyrics for the Mastodon album I listen to this album at least twice, maybe three times. I don't listen to lyrics on sometimes immediately. So like the lyrical content I didn't hear for until the second listening. I didn't really pay that close attention to it. But like even just vocally, the way her voice sounds, it's like right on the edge of breaking and right on the edge of like, it sounds like she's like going through it while she's singing and not in a like falling apart kind of way, but kind of right on the edge of like, very emotionally vulnerable and like almost like yeah. she doesn't know how she feels about what she's saying. Yeah, like like should I sing this quiet or should I s- scream it right now? I'm gonna like grit my teeth and just be kind of somewhere in the middle. And- yeah, that's why I, I like it because I think that's where the emotional strength yeah. comes out on oh, I, it. I agree. I agree. The, I feel like this record, you could say that if somebody is going through a breakup right now, that this is one of those albums. I think that somebody could listen to for like to have kind of like a cathartic experience you know like mm-hmm. in that way of 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 you know i mean the healing power of music not to get corny here but like yeah. it's like i mean really what it is like if in other words if somebody was going through like a really bad breakup this is sort of a record that can kind of like emotionally help somebody get through it or make it a lot, a lot worse. worse. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I mean, I guess it's the perspective of how you look at it, but uh, I think it has that quality to it where it could be yeah. that kind of an album for somebody. Uh, it's a kind it's very modern. Uh, it struck me as a very modern Joni Mitchell blue oh, yeah. in the vibe of it yeah. because it's a lot of that. Like, 
it's like mm. i loved you so much like how could you just do this to me like yeah, that right, kind of thing right. um yeah uh also, did you the last track on here, uh, Mia, about like walking home after you've broken up with somebody and, and how seen them, whew, yeah, and and, like going to someone else's house and yeah, and how yeah. like your pitch, you know, like they Ugh. could what they're doing now, and that was one of like the toughest songs to listen to on here, but it's so honest, and I think everybody knows that feeling, and everybody right. can relate to it so hard, and it's almost like. For me, it was almost so like I felt it so hard. I'm like, oof! Like it for me, it's it's hard to listen to because it's such a moment that you almost don't want to like sit back in. Yeah. But um, what like a state like what a art? I don't know. I couldn't do it to th- put myself yeah. out there like that. I couldn't do it. It's kind of like um, yeah. It's kind of that this this record's kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing in that way. Where like because you if you listen to it up front and you don't really listen to the lyrics, or you kind of listen to the lyrics, you know what I mean. It hooks you in in the way that it's just like it's 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 unoffensive sounding music, so or pleasant sounding music. So then you listen to it though, and you're like, oh my god, why? Oh, these feelings, you know? You're like, oh no, you know? Like after, you know, like it grabs you before you realize you've been grabbed by it, you know? And then then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I am sad as a self sabotager with lots of. (laughs) Lots of broken relationships in my wake. I did not enjoy listening to this album. Because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. 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 But that's a testament to an album, right? I mean, if an album, no matter what, like if an album evokes emotion, then mission accomplished. You yeah. know, regardless. What did you guys think about the sounds? Because I know in general, yeah, I like the sounds. in general, you guys aren't into that, like the 80s chorused out stuff. Okay. Yeah, my favorite on the, on the record are, are were probably like the slower tempo, more acoustic guitar driven okay. stuff. That's the stuff that I enjoyed on the record. You should listen mm-hmm. to the first album then. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I never listened to her like... before this either. So it was kind of like. You know, I came in with kind of no reference point, which yeah. I think helped me, but it also hurt me in other ways as well. But, um, but yeah, that's that's the stuff I leaned into a little bit more. Um, I liked uh, how she took the eighty sound on here yeah. and brought it in, like on on like Ben Franklin, um, like um, sucker for uh, what's the chorus? Uh, I think it's like sucker for the pain. It, like just the way she like does all like the the weird synthie in the chorus. Mm-hmm. I loved it on here where a lot of stuff I don't like it on. Yeah. Um, I think I liked it on here too because the songs were very short and you know what I mean? Yeah, and there's not a lot of layers of stuff going on. It's yeah, like there's only three or four instruments happening. Honestly, yeah. the more this record, like on the um, title track, Valentine, in the chorus, like um, where it turns into like a real rock affair, like the that, see for me on that, I could have used more toning down on and used more pop on because I felt like the pop layer on this record was more the way to go on everything. Um, like my least favorite song on here is uh, the song Glory where it was the more guitar thing and it was mm-hmm. like a straight up like that kind of thing and yeah. that was doesn't it wasn't a, it's not a bad song on the record but it's the one that I would like skip the most yeah sorry Jay's over there making faces at me alright what's our what's the rating we're giving this one? Oh, uh I'm obsessed with this record I really love it Um, I think it's a great indie record yeah. And I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be stay a great indie record for a long time if people get into it. I'm gonna give it uh, like a eight point five. That's why I think it is. I think it's good. Yeah, uh, six and a half maybe. Seven. Yeah, I'll say, I would give it an eight. I'm gonna give it a seven because it's hard for me to listen to. <laughs> Very fair. I definitely think. <laughs> I definitely think it's a high up there for me. And also, yeah, I'm good. obsessed with it. I listened to it ten times this week. So yeah. yeah, it is really good. And I think it's a seven for me now. But if I get more 
more listens, I think it's going to grow in also, my appreciation. I'm so excited. I mean, like her, this album just came out, but I'm so excited to hear what she comes up with next and the album mm. after that and the album after that because she's uh, like 22. Yes, yeah. and that's why it's exciting because she's only 22. So, yeah. Let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Enjoy our ads. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to Get in the Garage. We Shoot. hope you enjoyed our heads. You like that, right? That was good. What? The All Aboard? That was good. I, I liked... thought that's what you were laughing at. You I, was probably... go- I liked your outro when you told us to enjoy the commercials. Enjoy the ads. <laughs> and now a from our sponsors. Um, anyway, moving on. Jeffrey, it's time for your pick, which I think maybe... In comparison to the other two, this is an album that the three of us mutually give each thumb way, way up. Also, before we continue, I would also like to say, if I haven't already, that everybody's picks here uh, very much encompasses who we are very as people. Yeah. And we're, it's very it's a bit on the nose, wasn't it? For who we all Metal, are. Metal, Mike, Indy, Luke, Soul, Jeff. <laughs> Soul Pop. Soul Pop, Jeff. Yes. Um, so my choice is the new album from the group Silk Sonic, which is made up of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, and the album is called An Evening with Silk Sonic. It's nine tracks. It's just over 30 minutes. It's all uh, deeply indebted to the 70s style, like post-what's-going-on Marvin Gaye type stuff, Delphonics, uh, the Philadelphia soul, like uh, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes type of sound. Um, it's Bruno Mars establishing what I've said time and time again. He is the king of karaoke. He is. Yeah. He's no one is better. Great he, teeth too. He's the best guy Great since teeth. Billy Joel at like evoking other periods of music. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like his Twenty Four Karat Magic album. Every song sounds like Bobby Brown and New Edition and all that kind of stuff. Yeah that he was going heavy in the 90s, like New Jack Swing and 90s pop R&B. And then this album, it's straight up like everything is lush string layers and wah guitar and like the bell chimes to emphasize Silk Sonic. <laughs> live, live drums. Live drums by Anderson Pack. Um it's like and there's Bootsy, narr- narration by Bootsy Collins, a, a <laughs> special on. appearance by Thundercat on vocals on a song. Um, it's it's just it's really great. I saw a, I saw a great tweet about this album. It said uh, the Marvin Gaye estate listening carefully to Silk Sonic, looking for even just one measure. <laughs> because this sounds yeah. like every song put in a blender and then spit out with new type of elements yeah. and. Um, even like the way, like everything's like major sevenths, 
chords and the way they do the key changes after bridges it's like very abrupt but you you think like oh yeah that's how all those motown and groups did their key changes um yeah i i think it's great i I think that the singing on it is really, really, really good. Yeah, um, I so think good. I think Bruno Mars gets stronger as a singer as he gets older, and Anderson Pack is as good <laughs> of a singer. He he's just a different type of voice, but like Bruno has that like full bodied, like smooth, like top of his lung sound, and then Anderson Pack has that kind of like raspy, like <laughs> yeah, CeeLo yeah. Green type of yeah, vibe. Yeah. Um, but there, there's such great interplay because like one dude will take a verse then the other dude will do a chorus and then the next yeah. verse they sw- so they swap or they do like a song is like only anderson on the course on the verses and then bruno doing the choruses yeah. or vice versa um the call and response back and forth yeah it like in the first uh, uh the first song the, that's yeah, not the intro leave the door yeah. open yeah jesus like, where you at where you like the vocal harmonies at? and and the whole like even the the media stuff around it where like all the music videos look like like uh soul train performances and stuff like that they're all wearing like brown velvet suits and the the rolling stone cover they were on (laughs) together looked great i also read that article it was um it was amazing um yeah so it's it's just it's just i think it's really excellent and i like that it's also very tongue-in-cheek because every song is like yeah, we're having fun. Yes. This is fun for us. Yes. Like we're singing these, some songs, like let's say it's like a heartbreakish type of like longing song. They throw in things about like, I can't turn back the hands on my rolly. <laughs> like no, stuff like that. no, the best one is <laughs> like, know? I hope you're doing fine, but I also hope, hope that you're walking, walking out barefoot in the streets. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's just, when, when that light came on, I dude, spit. The, the like, yeah. And leave the door open. I love that. Yeah. If you smoke, what you smoke? I got the haze, purple haze. And if you're hungry, girl, I got fillets. Woo! <laughs> like it's like, it's so fu- it's funny. But that's yeah. like you said, it 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 uh, it's so genuine in that way. Yeah. You know, it's such a genuine album, and it's and the music's so fucking good. Like the yeah, band is like on everything. Yeah. Like yeah. like I was saying, you can't fuck with them. This is a good band, man. This is a good. Yeah. It's so thing. solid. Like leave the door open is a play on um uh Isaac Hayes's um carpenter's cover mm. and then like it's but it's it's so weird and there was yeah. spots and i was picking out so much stuff there was another song on here and i can't remember which one it was but um had like a jackson's um really obscure jackson's like um bridge in it that mm. i heard and i was like oh my god they are taking from it was like jeff said full-on grab bag of stuff if you're somewhat familiar with any classic 70s soul yeah, stylistic and type of yeah, yeah you will start picking out shit everywhere you're like oh those bells are from like this song but th- right. what they did was they re-recorded all of it so it's just a little itty bitty change and, it, yeah. and it's only like a little piece of it it's like and it's homages because yeah, and it's, it's listen not... to a playlist of the '70s soul stuff, and by like the 15th song, you'll be like, "Wait, these all all these songs kind of sound the same. Yeah. They all have the same elements. It's all seventh chords. It's all those strings with the wad out like do 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 type of guitar thing and more like two it was congas and yeah and all that stuff. It wasn't in like a they're ripping this off way. It was more like in a uh, hip hop way, right. like because obviously that's how I I took it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is just like. Boom, boom, and it's all together, and yeah. I don't know what songs were you guys' like favorite favorites. All though? of them, because I we all loved this record. <laughs> all of, them. All of them. I mean, I things I do like as well too is that like 
sometimes it's guitar, sometimes it's bass, but it's that fuzzed out kind of like that, um, just like long whole notes kind of bass notes, where it sounds like can't get no satisfaction, the guitar mm-hmm. and that. Yeah. Um, that's on everything, especially like the song like 777, which is kind of like James Brown-ish type of song. Um, I would say if I if I had to pick one, I really liked the song After Last Night, which that's the song that had a lot of Jackson 5 type of thing because that has um, Thundercat doing some more vocals on yeah. it. And so it's like very strong three-part harmony the whole time. I, that, I definitely think that was the song because it was um, like mid-album and I'm looking at it yeah. right now. Um, but I loved, I loved every song. I mean, the one that stood out as maybe seven, seven, seven is the only one that stood out as like, because it was more aggressive and more that funky kind of like party thing. And it had the like, woo, like vocals in the background before the chorus hit. Um, but yeah, I just, I thought it worked well as a whole thing, nine tracks and it's all just like, boom, 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 boom. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it the whole thing works and the whole you never are you like about to hit the skip button yeah. it's just it's yeah. even on the slow yeah. songs and then when it's over you're like i can listen to it again yeah um i definitely did the i love me man anderson pack's such a good drummer phenomenal. he does the drumming on everything uh, phenomenal yeah. read the rolling stone article because they talk about punching in a lot of like draw like that fill don't work and then like they're yeah, talking yeah. about like working in fills and stuff mm-hmm. uh, I because there was fill, draw, the drum fills on this record are yeah. amazing, let alone the beats. Yeah. And Bruno Mars pulls out a little guitar solo on the last track, Blast Off, Does the he? little Prince type of style thing. Yeah. You know, it's only twenty seconds or something, but just pull it out there because he, he, it was a very small group of guys. It was, um, what's the the bass player's name? The bass player is like a co-writer and co-producer with Bruno Mars on a lot of his stuff. Uh, Brown is his last. Brandon Brown, maybe? Brody Bra- Brown. Brody Brown. Um, but like Bruno and Anderson and like two other dudes played all the instruments besides like the string section. They had a real string yeah. section play. They had a real four-piece horn thing play. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like... I loved Skate. Like, Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like... It yeah. definitely had like. Do you remember like during like lockdown, everybody bought like not everybody, a lot of people bought roller skates and like oh, that. Yeah. They were doing that again. Yeah. This like reminded me of that, yeah. and I was like, oh, what a cool like throwbacky like, yeah. you know, roller skating thing. I don't know, and like I love yeah. the, the the song themes, the the Las Vegas yeah. gambling theme. It's right. so done over, yeah. but it's like right, right. they had so much fun with it. Yeah, um, you know, the singing man, the, the harmonies. Everything and the hooks, lush, hooks, beautiful, hooks. and great hooks. Just yeah, and the, and then the, 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 the Bootsy, and they like yeah. Just yeah. shout, like shoot yeah. up, and the Bootsy Collins just sort of like little little Sparse, blips, cut, yeah, like put in there. It, yeah. it gives it that sense of like authenticity. Uh, groove is yeah, in the babe. heart, man. Yeah. Like that's the vibe of it. But it's Bootsy, baby. it's fun. Um, I love Bootsy so, Collins. So before we do our rating, rating of this, I want to point out, I for the first time I saw that Anderson Pack has a he has a chest tattoo. So, um, and it's of five music icons and it's like, they're all in like robes, like saints and it's Stevie wonder in the center. And then on each side, it's, uh, Aretha Franklin and Prince on one side and then James Brown and Miles Davis on the other side. (laughs) And it's like the best thing because I saw that tattoo and I was like, yeah, those might be like the five. Those are like, yeah, those are, if you took what he does and like what all, especially American soul and more specifically black soul music, like those are the five. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's just like, it's so great to see because they're, you know, they're wearing like the silk shirts and the velvet suits. Yeah. And I, I could see, I see Stevie Wonder's face because it's the same, same face as the, the cover of Hotter, Hotter Than July. July. Um, with the giant glasses like Bruno Mars is wearing on the cover of this album. And so I just like looked up like his chest tattoo and I saw the whole piece and I'm like, yeah, all right, perfect. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, did we also, before we give our rating, did, I know Mike said it off mic, but um, Mike said something that he loved about this album and I agreed with was how many times they said Silk Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just reaffirming it the Silk whole time. Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. That's why I loved it. Cause it reminded me of all those oh, like, yeah, of like the OJ's records and all those like temptations where they just do the little whisper type of like flourishes. <laughs> um, um, also the, three piece chicken uh, oh yeah like at three the... piece chicken three piece and a biscuit three piece chicken and a biscuit <laughs> like whatever oh, so, and as soon as he said that I went oh I know he's calling out the ending what is it three hits and then oh yep that's what it is <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> um, yeah man front to back yeah I, I, I loved it I'm so... I'm going I'm going it's at least a nine I'm saying ten though because yeah. I don't see myself getting tired of this album this album is all killer no filler yeah. and I also yeah. give it a ten I'm gonna give it an eight point five because yeah. if they make something oh. else what if they make uh, this because this is my thing yeah, if yeah. they make something if this else this is the greatest thing it, it could they, I think they could yeah. I because I listened I, to this and I went this could be even better they're gonna that's go, the they're thing. gonna go Prince and like early eighties stuff that's next. what I was that's yeah. what I was thinking I'm like I wonder where they're gonna go from this next because yeah. they could they they could sort of yeah. evolve musically the way that a natural band would have evolved yeah. musically like that way I'm really excited to see what's gonna happen next with this I band. hope this they band, they, they excite yeah me, I man. hope that they continue to do stuff because the songwriting was so strong the singing was so strong and just like the full commitment to the concept and execution was so well done like. And really, like, Bruno Mars is a star. He has lots of hits. Yeah. Anderson Pack is still an underground dude. And, like, I'm glad that this show, this was his, like, full pop to the pop masses coming out party. Like, yo, man, Bruno Mars is the dude, but guess who's singing the verse and chorus on this fucking song? Me. And it's the same fucking notes. And it's the same, you know, it's all those high, like, yeah. yeah. See, I think this is where you look at a band like this and you say, they're doing it right. Yeah. And then I look at a band like Greta Van Fleet, and I... <laughs> They're doing it wrong. Oh They're doing my. it wrong. But this is the, the, yeah. the, this is a perfect A-B yeah. situation here. This is the this is the content you need that we're spoon-feeding you. Silk Sonic, doing it right. Greta Van Fleet, not But is that great. because soul music has always seemed a little bit like everybody is kind of on the same wavelength, and everybody kind of shares ideas and it cross-pollinates, and then rock music is so much like, don't steal our, our sound type of thing? Like the camps, you know, like yeah, the right, kind of right. culture of the different musics. I don't know. Also, as as someone who cares most about singing, usually when it comes to songs, these dudes are monsters. And Grant Flynn Van Fleet sounds like a fucking monster, like yeah. in the, the in the, the bad but, way. I fucking hate that. He's got voice. his voice thing, is crazy. The other I thing, the other voice. thing, the main difference is that they take all the influence and make something new and condense this is it. new i've never heard yeah. this before i've heard a lot of things that sound like this but i've yeah. never heard anything like this greta van fleet i put that on and i go i've heard a jillion things like this and it's not different this it's is, not better it's this not is, better these this are, is different yeah. Yeah. And, and these are really really good yeah this is different and interesting that's the same and derivative that's where i think i'll say this this yeah. album inspires me to listen to certain types of music mm. greta van fleet 
makes me feel like I would rather be listening yeah, to different exactly, kinds of exactly. music. Oh, I love Zeppelin too. I'm gonna go put that on. Instead. That's what I mean. It's like I look yeah. and I'm just like Greta Van Fleet, or I could just do like maybe some really early like Rod Stewart, or instead, or if I want to get that juice, if or if I want to go Zeppelin, yeah. if I want to get that juice. But it's like I don't need this. Mm. I don't know. I I feel bad because I because I know people genuinely like Greta Van Fleet, and I don't mean to talk keep relentlessly talking shit on them. But I think it's because they they just make me angry. It's not even that I hate them; they just piss me off. I don't know. Yeah. So people, if you like this, if you like if if you like the Silk Sonic, seek out Delphonics, Stylistics, yeah, right. Harold Melvin Blue Notes, yeah, um, Jackson Five. Put it this way: listen Temptations. to every artist that's tattooed on Anderson Pop's chest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Just listen to those five, and you'll and you'll appreciate Silk Sonic so I'm, much more. I'm just excited as somebody who's about to turn 30, and they're yeah. like, they usually say like, "This is when you stop." I have this yeah. year. I have not listened. I've listened to more new albums this year, mm-hmm. and I've loved more of them than yeah. I ever have. I think in my entire life. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, at least get in the garage is giving you brand new music mm-hmm. to listen to. That I mean is at least interesting. Yeah. So well, we, like, we already did a two-part deep purple deep dive. So you know we got to get with the times a little bit more. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like we're we're both you too know far. we're growing as a show and as as listeners Space too. Trucking. So it's uh yeah. it's good to it's good to listen to. Open yeah, it's your, been fun. Open your ears. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Uh, we have a lot of fun things planned coming oh. up soon. We have a Thanksgiving special. We're gonna next work week. on next week. Yeah. Next episode. The next episode. And uh, let's let's say what it is so that people, if you have the chance between now and Thanksgiving, yeah, we'll be going over and dissecting our favorite Thanksgiving show, uh, The Last Waltz. The Last Waltz. So check that out so that way you are familiar and you can listen to our episode and understand what we're talking yes. about and references. And, and if thoughts. anybody's wondering, it's free on Tubi with ads. The band. If you want to, if you don't want to rent it from Amazon, if you're two ninety nine, free on Tubi. Free on Tubi. Uh, with uh with ads so we are uh, not sponsored by tubi yet <laughs> get the garage brought to you by no i could be <laughs> legally liable for saying that okay so uh again once as i always say don't forget to uh you know like and subscribe and uh give us some give us maybe a, st- a couple star rating on uh on uh, all platforms it wakes the algorithm up it knows speaking of uh, speaking of waking up us. you guys want to uh start that train Oh, here we go. (laughs) Until next time, this has been Get on the Train. (laughs) This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.